I'm here today. Happy Friday, Skylar. Thanks for coming on the podcast. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I'm excited to do an episode with another or a pro podcaster here <laughs> and learn a little bit about your podcast, which I just saw. I think RPCS maybe posted something on yeah. their Instagram. And I, I, I knew, I think last year in English, you said something about your podcast, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, definitely. So Roll Park really, our, um, our head of the social media, she gets, she really likes to take those type, type of pictures. Um, <laughs> and my podcast is called All About You. It's on Spotify. I started it around the end of my sophomore year. I decided that I needed a hobby because I was like, I do too many things in school, like too much sports. Like I just need something that's not really, doesn't feel like work, but something that kind of fulfills me in that way. And so I started it through an independent study at my school. And um, so this is my, it's a little bit over a year old, which is very exciting. Um, I started releasing episodes last January, and it's sort of a wellness and empowerment-based podcast um, where for the first season it was really just me talking, sort of setting it up. I brought one of my friends on, Molly, who we and we talked about like self-love and that journey. But then season two, which is where I am right now, was all focused on these collaborations and building relationships. So it's um, I've been bringing guests on every episode. I recently, like in the post you probably saw last week, was with a Roland Park alum named Elizabeth Piper, who's a empowerment and life coach. And we just had a great conversation. And the episode's actually, I'm releasing it today. Oh, cool. So I'm very excited about that. So what is your process? So like for us, Cesare does all the tech. He helps me with all the technology. As I mm-hmm. said before we started, he he puts clips on to the video version. We upload it to YouTube. And I try to just get people from Gilman Community, RPCS. Yeah. We've had people from Bryn Mawr come on as well, alumni. Sometimes we'll do Zoom podcasts too. But like what's your, what's your process? How do you, um, yeah. I guess, plan and orchestrate your podcast? Yeah, so I think since I... Miss Pope is our director of like Gore Leadership at my school, and she def- definitely has been super helpful. She actually put me in touch with um, one of my like initial mentors, who as, is a podcaster on WIPR. His name is Aaron Hankin, and um, he does like I don't, one of them is called like Neighborhoods of Baltimore, like something like that. Um, he's pretty popular, and so that was really helpful initially. He and I like would meet on Zoom, and he just gave me so much advice before I started about. Because initially, I didn't know if I wanted to script or not. And he was like, if you script, just write it for the ear, not the eye. Hmm. And that was like a really, I mean, one of the most important pieces of advice I think he gave me. Um, And yeah, so he was really helpful in the beginning. But my process is more, I initiate a lot of it. I send a lot of emails to the people I want to ask on. um, And like, I am pretty fortunate that I have good connections around Baltimore. And I have one of our family friends who's actually Gilman family. And um. He, know, he knows everyone, the dad. He just And so every time I, like, bring it up, he's like, oh, I have a guy for you. I have a girl for you. And I'm like, okay, like, sounds good. Put me in touch. Um, but so, yeah, like, initiating those connections by myself. And then I just do some editing on my own. Like, I use yeah. the app um, Podcasters for spot, like, through Spotify. Um, and it just allows me to trim and mm-hmm. nothing too fancy. So, but that's kind of how I like it. I like it. I simple, like that. Yeah. yeah. So when you say empowerment and wellness, like, what are some of the – topics that you cover in a given episode like what, what do you yeah. talk about so I think every episode definitely varies my f- the one thing that never changes is I ask all of my guests 
um, what's the best advice they've ever received and mm. sort of making a collection of that. Um, that's like my favorite question. And I mean, for me too, as like a host, I definitely get so much out of these episodes, which is why I like to, you know, bring people from a variety of backgrounds and who are like professionals in different topics. Um, so I think some of my favorites have been in one of my season one episodes, I talked a little bit about like the intersectionality of wellness, which I think is a really complex and interesting sort of overlap of ideas um, about like the intersection of identity and wellness and your environment and wellness and all of these sort of things and kind of just reshaping the stigma around like what it what self-care is mm -hmm. and how it's not selfish to like prioritize self-care and so those sort of things. Um, and then in season two, I think one of my favorite episodes was with one of my friends who, she lives in Colorado and she is on my lacrosse team. And her and I did an episode about mentality and failure within sports, um, which I think definitely could be applied way beyond that specific field. But um, yeah, I thought it was a great episode and it's just trying to cover all of these different intersections of wellness and in what ways can I like help to uplift my community in this way because I mean, recently I just talked about this with Elizabeth Piper too, but failure is like not commonly seen. Like it's always brushed to the side and overlooked because when you look at successful people, you just see the success, not the failure. And it's drawing more light to that and tying in like, how can you like stay well while going through these tough times? Um, and yeah, just kind of bringing in all sorts of different mm -hmm. definitions of wellness and like the traditional self-care of like going to a yoga class or going on a walk, like drinking, like, you know, eating good, drinking like a lot of water, getting good night's sleep. But then with the more like simple forms of wellness, which is like, you know, deep breathing, journaling, um, even just like not overcrowding your schedule to spend alone time, like those sort of things. So I definitely yeah. like to touch on everything. Yoga is my number one form of wellness. It's hot it's yoga. Best. You feel yes. amazing afterwards. Yes. And I go up to the core power so up the street. So do I, do yes. really? It's the best. The hot yeah. yoga on Sunday nights is my hot Sunday fusion. nights? Mm -hmm. Oh, hot fusion. I've never been to that one. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah. I do the <laughs> C2 during the week. And that's... Oh, yeah. Yoga is, it's the best, especially for me. I think you told us this in English last year, how you're like a, you're an avid like runner and stuff, but then you also started swimming because it's like good for, or you wanted to start swimming. Um, and it's the same, that's how like my yoga is. It's like, cause <laughs> running is like, you just, it's go, go, go. You don't get a break for your muscles. And so I always try to dedicate one day a week to like stretching and it feels Yeah, good. you need to, uh, I, I think it, especially running, like all the mm -hmm. pounding on your knees and your joints. You need to break. He needs a break, yeah. And strengthening, yeah. Our coach, he does so much. I think you know Coach Patrick at yes. Rome Park? Yeah, he prioritizes so much of that. Like 50% of our workouts are like band work, stability, hurdle mobility, all those sort of things, which I think it really does a lot. It might not seem like it at the time, but. Yeah, just a day mm -hmm. of stretching and rest. Yes, Yeah. so important. So tell me a little bit about your cross-country season because one of the reasons, other than the post I saw from the Roland Park <laughs> podcast that you do, I see you running around with Patrick and the cross-country <laughs> team all over Roland Park and campus. And yeah. it seems like it's been a really long and pretty successful season for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just telling Mr. Scott this before, um, or I don't know, it was kind of <laughs> I was just telling you before this um, how like our season is so long we go from June to December one of our girls is actually running in the Junior Olympics which is very exciting um, in Kentucky in December but it's a very long season that's the point um, so it gets 
there are definitely some points where you're like in October and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want it to be done. And I think that within running, burnout is like such a big thing. And I think Coach Patrick does a really great job of building our schedule like around that and giving us enough rest and breaks to like avoid burnout at all costs. I He's probably the best coach I've ever had in my entire life. I've had a ton of coaches. Hmm. Um, and yeah, he's just been by far the best because he's very understanding and he's very, very, very uplifting. Like yesterday, I... Um, so we had our private school championship race. We actually were racing with Gilman, which was really cool. Um, and in that race, I I don't know what happened, but I I ran like it wasn't my best time, but it was like the best placement. I came on first for my team, which is not typical. Um, and I came top twenty, so I I was sixteenth place in our big race, and then eighth place um, like separately in more of the um, large schools. I don't know why Roll Park's considered a large school, but um, it is what it is. And so. Our varsity team took fourth, and JV took first, which was very exciting. Um, and I just, I don't know, something just sort of clicks. His training, it it really works, and I trust <laughs> his process a lot. Like, I know he puts us through so much pain in our workouts, but he's very good about what he does. And so we, that leads us to have a very, very successful season. Well, partly you'd think because he does all the workouts with you guys. He sort yeah. of understands how you're feeling. All right, maybe 100%. it's time for a day off, right? Yeah, like I think that that is, he's so empathetic. And I've never, Bryn Mawr, we get so much like praise at Roan Park from Bryn Mawr and all the other schools. Like we're the, our coaching staff is like the envy of like the IAM schools. Like Coach Patrick is, and like you said, he does every single one of our workouts with us. And he outdoes us all in all of them too. Right, which is like, right. as long as he's like beating us, like he can say anything he wants. Like, I don't know, whenever, and it's always very humbling for us because we're like, we can't even keep up with our like dad of a coach, like trying to sprint after him on our speed work practices. But he truly is the best. And I think he also does a lot of racing outside of school. So it's great that he gets the like, you know, training, but mm-hmm. it also, he's coached at all levels like from high school to college to intermediate, like everything, track clubs. Um, so he definitely knows what he's doing, and he's be, he's a very big mentor in my life. So is running self-care for you? Is that big time? Definitely. I did a whole episode. One of my initial episodes of my podcast was like, hi, like, please get to know me like I'm a runner. And running is my main form of self-care because I actually just wrote, I had my senior speech at Roland Park, um, about a month ago and I did, I actually talked, it was about running and the life lessons that running taught me. And my four main ones were you can do hard things, um, like keep your head up. And I can't even remember the other two right now, but the point is running has just offered me so many life lessons and it's given me, I think the most important thing is running has given me, first of all, such an amazing community at Rome Park across the grades and across even divisions with our middle school team. But also that time alone by myself to sit and think when I'm on a run and just let my mind wander and I let these thoughts come through with like an unjudgmental like why am I thinking this like it just it just flows on a run Mm -hmm. and it really I mean it's a break from homework and stress and like school and um like my phone and like screens and it's just like a time to connect with nature and be with myself and just yeah. be with people I love when I'm running. I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I don't even run with my phone or any headphones anymore Me because neither. I like just the silence. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, when I tell people that I don't run with headphones, they like look at me like they just saw a ghost. They're like, what? You don't run with music? And I'm like, I do sometimes, but truthfully, it's just like this, it's like this state of being. Yeah. That like I just, that's 
one of the like most simple things that like I just really like have appreciated more over the last you know, five years since like COVID started and everything like that. Well, it's good advice, I think, because don't you just get a little tired of the screens and homework is online now, everything's on Canvas, and then you've got notifications popping up on your phone and social life is sort of on your phone now too. I mean, it's nice just to have a break. Sometimes I'll just go for a walk without the phone. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that within all of this stuff, like it just gets so overwhelming. Like there's always something to do. Like, I feel like that's sort of my problem. I actually, this weekend, I was thinking this week, I was like, why? I can't remember the last time I've had just a weekend to, like, do something that fulfills, like, do something for me. And because I'm sitting alone in my room, and I am, like, not doing anything, and I'm like, there's, what should I be doing right now? Like, I can't just be sitting here, like, you know, just having, like, taking my time, like, Mm -hmm. doing, like, having this moment with myself. It's like, I have to be doing something. And so then I find myself like, you know, oh, like I should be really working on this college stuff or I should be answering all these emails that I probably haven't answered in like two weeks because I'm really bad at responding to email. But it's just, that's why running gives me such a good outlet of like, okay, look, I can be by myself and I can, you know, take a break. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to the BMA one day I've decided and I'm going to go shopping with my friend and I just need like I don't know. Some me time. It's nice to take a break. Yeah, some, for some sure. Some wellness, some self-care. Definitely. You got to practice what you preach. Yeah, that's true. I like that. So on that topic, how has your fall been? I haven't seen you since last year's English class. What are you taking this year? What classes are you enjoying? And how are you doing with the, the stress of college and all that stuff going on? Yeah, so um, I do definitely miss our English class a lot. Um, and I still, I think the community that our class created was great like I still say hi to kids that we were in that class together in the hallway and it's I mean it's always like a really good time um so my English elective this year I'm taking literary letters with Mr. Ledger which is it's been phenomenal and he's a great teacher and just role model to have um and the funniest thing was so comments came out yesterday so I was reading some of them over with my parents and um Mr. Ledger was like I knew that Skylar, like I knew I was going to have a great time with Skylar in class because at the Gilman prom last year, I like walked right up to him, hand extended and was like, I'm in your English, I'm in your senior elective next year. Like, (laughs) I can't wait. And he was like, I just knew it was going to be a good time. Um, And so, I mean, if anyone could take away anything from this, like first impressions really matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And anyway, so that has been great. I've met a lot of really cool people um, and a lot of like, I think it builds also really good community like senior year, like kind of a fun class, like, and we're reading like a lot of like epistolary novels, like letters. Um, and it's just communion. And it's a great, I mean, the theme of the year in our books is communion. And then it just builds like a great class community. And so that's been great. Um, I take AP physics at Bryn Mawr, which does not love me as much as I love it. Like I physics, I'm completely fascinated by it. It's my favorite class, but Apparently, I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying my best. I don't know. I seem to, I think that I'm good at it, but my test scores sometimes Uh, don't really work. Well, it's hard. It's a tough subject. Yeah. And I think that part of it is, um, I feel like we all have had those teachers that, you know, the study guides are one thing, the concepts, the presentation in the class are one thing, and the tests are something completely different. So I, I won't let it really get to me, but so physics has been great. I mean, I, I love learning in that class and I mean, it's completely fascinating. Um, so what makes you like physics so much? I don't, it's just, it's everywhere. I don't yeah. know. Like I, I'm a very, 
naturally curious person, I would say, and physics has kind of all the answers. Yeah. It's like, how does this work? Well, physics. It's like, yeah. what are, like, what even is, like, what am I? And it's like physics. Yeah. So anyway, that's been very interesting. And I did a um, summer research internship last year, and it was, or last summer at University of Maryland, and it was all about studying computational modeling of atom interactions, which is all physics. Um, it's a very small niche molecular level of physics, but I mean, that kind of kickstarted this whole, wow, this is everywhere. Like it gave me that zoomed out perspective of like even like the smallest little things, like there's physics going on. And so I just got very interested mm -hmm. in it through that summer internship. Um, so yeah, that's been physics. Um, I also take chemistry. I'm a very, I mean, I have a pretty solid passion in the natural sciences and like medicine, which is what I'm hoping to eventually like study in college next year. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Chemistry is a lot. It's very different. I think that I would definitely struggle if I was taking chemistry and biology in the same year because they're very similar. But chemistry has been great. Um, I always loved chemistry when I took it my sophomore year at Roland Park. Um, and so, yeah, that's been good, too. And then, you know, math and computer science. So I didn't know that because you were you were a strong English student. You were really into English and reading. I didn't know you were more, like, passionate about physics and science. Yeah, definitely. Like, I've been um, – I that's – one of my main priorities for college is a liberal arts education. Um, so, which I think definitely helped in the beginning of narrowing some schools down, like not going to like institutes of technology and those sort of things. Um, but I want to study. I have so many interests. Like it's, you know, humanities, sciences, like everything. Um, and so, like one of my most prominent examples is um, philosophy. So I read my squash coach at Rome Park. He gave me, he, we were doing like summer training together and he gave me this book. It's called the Tao Te Ching. It's like spelled T-A-O. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I read it and I was completely blown away. Have you read it before? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like life changing. And so I, I got completely invested into like Eastern Asian philosophy and like went on this whole like tangent over the summer of studying it. And now when I like talk about college and liberal arts, I'm like, it's because, like, yeah, I'm really oriented in the sciences. All of my extracurriculars point to science, like, all this stuff. But it's like, I have such a wide range of interests. But you love the Tao. Yeah, I, I love the Tao and Tao's <laughs> virtue and everything. And it's just, yeah, I mean, I just want to, I want the chance next year to be able to explore all of those topics. Well, that's, a, that's a form of wellness, too. You, if you are getting stressed and yeah. you have a lot going on, just take a second and read some of the Tao. And you'll, yeah. you'll relax a little bit. <laughs> it gives you like a nice change in perspective, which is definitely needed sometimes. It's funny. I'm doing this um, master's program in the summer up at Middlebury. It's called Breadloaf. And it's basically, oh. it's basically teacher camp. It's for oh, okay. English teachers. <laughs> it's like mostly English teachers up there. And we're doing a master's in um, English in the summer. And it's over the course of five summers. So it's a big, oh, wow. it's a big undertaking. But once you're up there, it's like, you're in the mountains of Vermont for six weeks in the summer. There's nothing better, just reading yeah. books. Yeah, so what sort of books do you read? Well, it's funny because I took this class, this poetry class last summer, and the professor is this poet, Ruth Foreman. And um, for the class, we did we did um, Tai Chi, oh. like slow movements like yeah. outside in the nature. And it was a little weird at first, but it was starting to get pretty cool because you're working with energy and mm. you sit down to write after you do some Tai Chi. So you've cool. like built some of yeah. the, I guess, creative spirit a little bit, and the professor would always read from the Tao, and it would feel it'd be nice. It's a, it, 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 it does set the mood. Yeah. So, I get that. I like that. Um, 
So you're doing some of the Dow, and tell me a little bit more about these supplemental essays because I know um, colleges they have some s- super unique and different mm-hmm. types of questions that you have to be really creative in writing. Yeah, those are some of my favorites. Like I, I feel like I get pretty bored with the okay, well, why this college? I'm like, okay, like yeah, you know, say like some things, but and I don't really like the ones that are like why this major. Like, I don't really like those either. I think the, my favorite supplemental I wrote was um, create your own, I don't know, I'm going to say this word wrong, portmanteau. Okay. Like when you like morph words together, like vlog, labradoodle, okay. and it said to create your own. Huh. And I wrote a whole essay about the word snacksident when you like eat a whole snack by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm probably, you know, not going to get into that college, but I don't care because it was the best essay I ever wrote. I... I had the most fun writing it, and I was like, this is just like me, because, mm-hmm. you know, I unfortunately have some accidents when I'm doing my homework, and even as I was writing it, I ate a whole, my grandma, that's the, I <laughs> added, added this last line, like, on November 1st, like, because it was just so ironic. My grandma had made a whole plate of, like, vegetables and hummus for, like, my, my brother, sister, and I to eat when we got home from sports, and I ate the whole plate by myself, and she's like, you literally just had a snacksident writing this. Snacksident. So... Yeah, it's I'm gonna start using, using it. It's good. Um, and so anyway, that like, I don't know. That was my favorite essay I wrote. Um, and I just thought that colleges could definitely decipher a little bit more from my personality. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it's all about, right? Is mm-hmm. you know, you could write something super deep, or you can write about a snack accident. And snack accident, it, it that gives you a little bit more about, about what Skylar Carr is about and what her life is like. Right? Yeah, and I def- I had to add a couple of sentences about cross-country because I was like, I don't want them to think I just sit and eat the whole day. <laughs> so once I was like, I was like, oh, I come back from like two hours of cross-country and I'm starving. So they, they think I do a little bit more with my time than just sit around. Because <laughs> my opening thing is about like watching Netflix and you're like eating at like whatever. So I had to change that a little bit. But okay. the point got that. across, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. So do you think you'd ever run a marathon? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. on my to-do list, like, it hopefully is. this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, or not, maybe not 2023, but 2024, definitely. I mean, this year was kind of coming to a close quickly. Um, it scares me. I, I I think there's such a difference between a half marathon and a full marathon. It's like we run nearly half marathons in some of our practices for cross-country. Yeah. It's but like it, a Wednesday for you. Yeah, like a, it's like a, yeah, Friday long run is like a half marathon around, um, like maybe three miles shorter. But, um that's so anyway marathon scares me I think that I've heard a lot of stories and I mean the statistics is like only one percent of people have run a marathon or will run a marathon in their life um but I definitely want to become part of that I won't be one of those one percenters you don't think so no I think you could do it I'll do yoga I'll do some some laps in the pool (laughs) no marathons you'll sit by and cheer yeah I'll be a cheerleader I'm not I'm not gonna be running what is it 26.2 Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, yeah. But I think um, my goal is, I don't know what first semester of college is going to do to me, if that's going to like destroy my health or if I'm not going to be running. But my goal is, you know how Baltimore hosts the Baltimore Running Festival? Mm-hmm. My dad and I are going to run the marathon next year. Oh, wow. Good mm-hmm. for you. So your dad's a runner too. Oh, yeah. He yeah. and Coach Patrick are like They're two friends. peas in a pod. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's a pretty avid runner. He, um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Running is he a swimmer too? Did you say last year? He was water polo. Or he's yeah, he is. He, yeah. So he was a swimmer his whole life. Um, 
and then walked on to USC's water polo team and magically got put on. Wow. He always, he's like, I think they just picked me because they needed a fast swimmer. And then he ended up being really good at water polo. He, my dad completely fascinates me. He, he played professional in Europe for two years. And I was like, okay, you're a thoracic surgeon. You were in the Navy for a little bit. You played professional water. Like, what haven't you done? Yeah. So it's a good inspiration to have in my life. I remember last year you wrote on one of your personal essays maybe that you lived in Utah for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What was that like? And yeah. when did you move to Baltimore? Yeah, so I moved to Baltimore when I was in fourth grade, um, and I came right to, it was actually, my old school was called Roland Hall, so going to Roland Park was definitely not too much of a change. Um, I think the biggest thing was I went from a co-ed education to an all-girls education, which, I mean, best decision I think I ever could have made. Like, I do enjoy the tri-school coordination, and I think it's so important, but growing up in lower and middle school with, like, all of like being surrounded by all girls and like that it was so uplifting and especially like me being like a woman interested in pursuing STEM which is like not a heavily like it's a more male dominated field like I definitely had the encouragement and the resources to pursue that passion even if it might have been a little more difficult for me than compared to like a male counterpart for example um yeah at Roland Park um I'm like part of our STEM certificate program I don't remember if I already talked about this but um and that I mean setting me up in those classes and with these like engineering like requirements and all of those things I think really helped me get on the right path um sorry but anyway back to your question Utah I think though I just grew up skiing which was like my thing like I I didn't play any sports until I moved to Maryland I didn't know what lacrosse was my mom always jokes she's like on the plane ride from Balt Utah to Baltimore I turned to her and I was like I think I want to play lacrosse when we get to Baltimore do they have it there and my mom was like do they have lacrosse in Baltimore? Like, yes, definitely. Um, and so that was like, I mean, you know, good for me, like 10 year old me who wanted to start playing lacrosse. Um, but so I don't know when I look back, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Was it tough to move at that age for you? So I, um, since my dad, I mentioned this a little bit ago, but my dad was in the Navy, um, as he was a thoracic surgeon in the Navy. So I was very accustomed to moving. I, I've lived in, I was born in Philadelphia, and I moved to Guam at age two. And oh, I was, wow. Because he was stationed there for two years. And then we moved back to Philadelphia, and then we moved to Utah, and then we moved back to Maryland. So this was more of less, less just like another move. I had moved everywhere. Um, and I think I also was still young where I hadn't made any serious, like, substantial roots in Utah. Yeah. Like, I was still able to have that resiliency with moving. Um, and Baltimore definitely was – I mean, Baltimore in itself has so many more educational opportunities, so many more job opportunities for my parents um, and just everything. So it really was the best decision that we could have made. We moved here for um, my dad's job. Um, It was between, actually, University of Maryland. He got offered a job, like, at UMD or um, at Dartmouth. So it was, like, either living in New Hampshire or living in Baltimore. Um, And I think we made the right choice. Baltimore is a great place to live. I love it. Well, I'd love to go to, was it Salt Lake? Is that where you're from? I'd love to go to Salt Lake City. It's on my uh, top yes. of my list for visits. If you're visits. a skier or a hiker or a mountain biker, it's it's your place. It's yeah. on, like the best thing about Utah, my parents would say, so the local ski slope, like everyone knows Park City, you know, out like touristy um, ski resort, the local spots are like only 20 minutes from the airport. And yeah. that's where like, I don't know. I just think you can't get that accessibility anywhere else. All the license plates say greatest snow on earth. Like it's just, 
it really is the best. Last year when um, my parents try, we do have a lot of, like, they have a lot of friends there, um, and I'm still in touch with one of my, like, a really good friend that I grew up with there. Um, so we try to go back, like, over, like, a spring break just to interact with those people and go skiing. And last year, best winter yeah. I've, like, ever experienced. Oh, wow. Well, I think this year, because... Baltimore's expected to have a pretty good winter, right? I think so. I, I mean, we haven't that. really had any snow in the past couple of years. Like, I can't remember the last time we had a snow day. The other, this is another really funny story and very ironic. When I moved to Utah, or when I moved to Baltimore from Utah, that was the year we had the blizzard. And I was also fully told that there was no snow in Baltimore. And in Utah, we didn't have snow days. Those weren't a thing. Like, the only thing that ever happened, we had one two-hour delay because there was an avalanche on the highway. And so once it cleared that up, everyone was going to school, though. Like, they didn't care how much snow it was. So Baltimore, my mom, like... You know, we come down, there's this blizzard. The night, the day after, my brother, sister, and I come downstairs ready for school. And my mom's like, you guys don't have school today. We're like, wait, what? There's, <laughs> there's snow and they're canceling school. We're like, okay. Second day, we like kind of still come down. We're in our PJs though. And they're like, no school again. Third day, we didn't come down. So we had very easily and quickly gotten accustomed to the- Wow. Three days no off. School and snow. I think we had like a week off. It was insane. That blizzard. Do you remember it? I don't know if I remember that. It was in like 2015. Or 2016, like that, around January. It was very memorable. So you were in middle school? I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade. I might yeah. not have been in Baltimore at that point. I don't know if I remember yeah. that. It was it was crazy, though. Yeah. It's one of my first memories here. Well, maybe this year will be like that. Hopefully. I think we're due. I think we're due, too. I would not mind a blizzard this year, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, Skylar, let's, um, let's transition to talking about, I guess, Roland Park, your experience yeah. there. It's the last year. Yeah. Are you, are you going to miss it? Are you sad? Are you at that point in your, I guess, year where you're starting to get sad about leaving? Or is it still like um, grinding through all the college stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, finishing up my work and you're kind of in the trench trenches right now? Yeah. I mean, a mix of everything. I, senior year is like I was crying on my first day of school in our opening day thing. And I was like, it's, I feel like it's like first day. Like, why am I crying? <laughs> but, um, I think every year at the end of the school year, I'm like, I can't believe I have one more year. I can't believe I have two more years left. I can't believe I have three more years left. And now that it's like, oh my gosh, it's the last year. Like it's terrifying. Um, I think I'm, I don't know. It just scares me kind of having to move on to that next part of my life. I'm very excited for college and I'm, I, I just don't know if I'm ready to, I mean, I think when I reflect back on, like, this particular moment in, like, six months, I'll be like, yeah, I'm ready now. Right. Like, I'm sure that when May comes around, I'll just be dying to, like, go to college. But right now, it's definitely filled with a lot of mixed emotions. Some, someone in my class today said, I can't believe, you know, it's only been one quarter of the year has gone by. And I was like... Really? It flew by for me. Yeah, there's only 10 more classes of my senior elective because of winter break oh. and... Gosh. it's yeah it's, it's crazy it just feels like no time and that's sort of one of my other things like I definitely talk about in my podcast too is I really like to slow down like any moment I can take to slow down is the most valuable for me and that's one of the things I really prioritize in my self-care but um it's just because I get really stressed out when life moves so fast like I'm sitting here and I'm like oh my god it's like almost November like I hear back from colleges in a month like oh my God, like mm -hmm. this is real, it's happening. Um, and so any moment I can have to just like slow down, I think I really like appreciate that. And mm -hmm. so I'm hoping for some more of those moments 
this year. Yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to most about college? Um, I'm a huge extrovert, so I'm very, very excited to meet new people. And um, like I was saying earlier, I am very excited to like study all of these com- like new things that I've never been exposed to at Rome Park, like, um, and just study them in a deeper level and have this like newfound independence and all of those sort of things. But then I'm a little nervous too, because I like at the end of the day, like I feel like I'm gonna want to go home to my parents, and be like, oh, guess about the day of school I had. But it's like I'm gonna be in a different state probably, mm-hmm. and like that's gonna be. Do you want to go far away or close? No. So my sister and I were actually complete opposites. It's very interesting having a twin going through this whole process too. I forgot you had a twin. Yeah. Probably could talk about that a little bit more later too. Um, She, the colleges she's looking at are like in Florida, California, Denver, like, like Colorado, Utah, like pretty far away. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like all Northeast. Hmm. Like I think the, and like a little bit, maybe a little bit below Baltimore, like Virginia, North Carolina area. But for the most part, like I try to stay like a two hour train ride away. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I love my parents. Like I don't, I don't know. I think my brother is going to be lonely too. So you and your sister are pretty different people. Mm A hundred percent. I, Ariana and I, we, I mean, uh, literally other than shared DNA, we are (laughs) <laughs> quite about as different as they come. Like, she's a lefty. I'm a righty. She really? is, yeah, she's, um, prefers coffee. I like tea. Like, it's, it's everything. Like, oh. a, ex, we look complete opposite, too. She has brown hair, brown eyes. She's five feet tall. I'm like, goes to RPCS, eyes. too. Okay. Yeah, she actually just switched back this year. So, she was at St. Paul's for the last, um, she went to Rome Park in middle school and then she was, um, at St. Paul's for freshman, sophomore, junior year, and then senior year she came back, which is, like, I mean, I think it's been great. It's been great for her, but it's also been really fun to, like, have that last year together before. Yeah. It's, like, we're never living together ever again after this year. Pretty Um, wild. So, yeah, it's been really great to have her back. So, Skylar, let's get to the book recommendation that you have today. Is it something that you're reading in literary letters or no? Well, I mean, while my books in literary letters have been amazing, I think – the book that I chose for the recommendation was actually one that my English teacher, Miss Schultz, so she is my English teacher in 10th grade, but she also um, is our, one of our cross-country coaches. And she, I came into her room one afternoon because I, I had was about to go on a trip, and I am one of those people, like, anytime I'm on a vacation, I need, like, a big thing of books. Like, I just like to read when I'm on vacation. I don't like to be on my phone. Um, and I always do get a lot done on those types of trips, but, um, so I was about to leave, and I walked into her room, and I was like, I just need a new book, like, and she pulled out Cutting for Stone from, like, she sees these mountainous piles of books on her desk, and she gave it to me, and I think the reason I loved this book so much was because Roland Park talks a lot about books in the context of mirrors and windows, and this book, it's, have you ever read it before? I've heard of it. I've never read it. I really recommend it. It's, um, so it's set in, um, Adidas Ababa, Ethiopia in like 1960, maybe like pre, right before Ethiopia, um, goes into this like civil war and coup d'etat and stuff. But it's like, I don't know. It's just, it follows the story of these two boys who are both twins and they both want to be doctors, which is like a very parallel to my life and my sister and I. Um, but it's just a complete window of like this world that I have never seen. Like I've never been to Ethiopia. I've never 
had this political, like lived in a place of political turmoil like that. Um, and it's just a completely fascinating story. And you're just following these two boys like growing up and um, their journey from leaving Ethiopia to come to America to practice medicine. Or one of them goes to America to become a doctor. One of them stays in Ethiopia. And it's just, it's a very, it's a very solemn book, but I think that it's a very real story, which mm. I, I, I don't know. I think it just, it brought a lot of light to really simple things, but also made me kind of take a step back. And I was like, wow, like I, I, I should be great. I should be more grateful for every opportunity that I have that I kind of took for granted. And I just realized that that's not the case for everyone. Like even like the security of just living in a place that has all these opportunities and just so many things. So I really loved the book. I thought it was great. And I'm definitely, it's on my list of rereads. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm very that's excited. a great rec. I'd love to check it out. I think I saw it in yeah. the library. I mean, is it a recently published book? Or? I think it was published in 2001. Okay. I, that might it's be been wrong, around for a while. but yeah, it has been around for a while. Awesome. Well, we'll put that on the cover of the episode. Thank you. Yes. All right. So last question. Yeah. RPCS, we've had a few students come on the podcast, a few faculty. Actually, I don't know if we've had maybe one or two. I don't know. Who from RPCS would you recommend come on this podcast? Could be faculty and? Could be faculty or students. Hmm. That's a tough question. There are so many amazing people to choose from. I think... I would have to probably recommend Coach Patrick to come on. He, I mean, first of all, he's very, so intelligent and so knowledgeable. Um, Like, I mean, he's a religious scholar and he also teaches history. Um, And he, but he's also like such a great dad. And like he has four kids and he has really strong family values. We see them like, I mean, we, his youngest, his oldest daughter, who's, um, in middle school, she's a seventh grader, so we inter- I interact with her a lot. And his oldest son is my age, um, and he has another son who's a freshman at Gilman, and then a younger youngest, a youngest daughter who's in like fifth grade maybe, um, or fourth grade or even third grade. I don't know, but he's just he's such a well-rounded person. He's such a great mentor. He, um, I mean, and he just does. He's such a successful teacher, coach, all while just being such an amazing dad and role model to so many people mm-hmm. at Rome Park that I think, and he definitely affects more people than he knows. Yeah, so I would recommend him. For he's sure. just the nicest guy around. Yes, you know, I see him at the Bible study every Wednesday here, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. I just, I, I really like my interaction. I've actually asked him to come on the podcast before. I don't know what happened. We had some scheduling conflict, but he's... He's a busy guy, but I think it's definitely worth the push. Yeah. He, like, yeah, I just think I also respect him so much because he really holds true to his values and, like, he doesn't, like, shy away from them and he, I, and that's just very admirable in a person. Um, and, mm-hmm. yeah, so I Love hope it. that you guys get a chance to come on it together. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It was a fun conversation. Is it squash season for you now? It is. Okay. Good luck with squash. Thank you so much. It's been great catching up. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Chesra, and uh, have a good weekend.